It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> good to meet you, man. And I, I really uh, admire your dogs. The first time I saw them when I first contacted you. So I'm really glad that you you got a hold of me so we could do this. It's, it's, I appreciate uh, it. Kind of like a low, as you can see, kind of like a low tech guy. So uh, it took me a while yeah. to like, <laughs> check out your message. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I'm not big into the tech either. I'm, the older you get, the more less advanced you become with that stuff. <laughs> but those videos were awesome. The ones you made with the, the, the ones you made, the, the ones, the, the intro videos. The, those were awesome. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for putting that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked them. Uh, so just go ahead and introduce yourself and how you got started with uh, the dog life and, and what breed you you do and, and um, what uh, spurred that passion on. As I was saying, my name is Benjamin Labriel, uh, married, father of four kids, and um, I'm Guatemalan. I was born in a place called Puerto Barrios and the east coast of Guatemala and the, uh, near to Honduras and Belize. So it's uh, kind of like a border town. And uh, now I live near Guatemala City. And uh, this is basically a summary of, of, of uh, who I am. Well, and, and I love dogs. Just one thing that I really do love, I love dogs. I've had, ever since I have a memory, I've had a dog. Except for wealth, maybe when I went to, to to Guatemala City to study, but otherwise I've had a dog at my house always. And so now we have some Guatemala dogos or dogo guatemalteco, what they call them here is the, is an, the, the old, this is a new name. They used to be called the Guatemalan bull terriers, but they changed the name a few years ago to dogo guatemalteco or Guatemalan dogo. And that's what we have now. We have um, approximately, no, not approximately. We have eight dogs right now, and uh, and that's pretty much it. That's me and, and dogs. <laughs> that's... What uh, what spurred you to get the uh, uh, Guatemalan doggo? Uh, um, uh, good question. Uh, a few years ago, uh, we decided with the kids that we wanted a dog, and and so we started doing our research. Uh, back in the day when we, when we had a, uh, when we had, when I got a dog, it was just based on, you know, a dog we liked, we looked at the dog and we liked it and we're going to get it. But this time I started doing research as my kids were a little bit younger. And so I, I wanted a dog that this time adapted to our, to our needs as a family and, and that we could take care of the dog properly. So we started doing research and uh, I had this thing for, um, uh, there was this dog that I really liked, is the Brazilian Fila. And so I started doing my research on the Fila and, and my kids were like, yeah, I don't know. And one of my kids, one of my two boys saw uh, the, the Argentinian dog. And so uh, we looked at it and we were like, he really was into that dog, and uh, I wasn't so sure. So I remember, I recall that maybe 15 or 20 years ago, my next door neighbor had this this dog, you know. And so I went, and I and I was an American. I had an American pit bull back then. So I um, saw her dog, and like, what what's you know? This is a, I had never seen this dog before. She told me, look, it's a Guatemalan dogo. 
and you know, as as a Guatemalan, we're like, really a Guatemalan dog? Yeah, it's a Guatemalan dog. And and uh, until I saw a dog was gorgeous, really protective of of their property. And I mean, so that was the first thing I I, I recalled about the name. When my son said Argentinian dog, I oh, I told him, look, there is a Guatemalan dog. Maybe we should do our research and find out about it. So we started doing research. And then we ended up calling the um, association. I, I think I visited the association, the, the, the local dog club here in Guatemala City. So mm-hmm. I just went there and they gave me information. They, 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 they gave me the numbers of a couple of breeders and that's where we started. So we're like, no, we're gonna go into Guatemala. So we got our first dog and we were immediately connected. We, we, we were just excited about it. Our, our dog and, and so that's how it started but we did our research and then we decided to go with our local dog that's pretty much mm-hmm. gone into it yeah mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily breed all the time mm-hmm. or don't consider myself a, a professional dog trainer either mm-hmm. just just love my dogs that's mm-hmm. what i do i just love the dog but um I, we got this first dog and uh, i just really didn't know much about it and if you have done your research you'll realize that there's not much information about these dogs and um, I just noticed that it was a really smart dog our first dog male dog really smart dog really loving dog so we um, so I decided yeah probably we could get an, a female another female and and uh, and just um, eventually we could just have more dogs afterwards, just get another female. So so I started doing my research about dog breeding and so I realized that it's not just to, you know, just to put two dogs together. But, you know, I just dove in, uh, uh, dove into this and just started doing my research, getting, mm-hmm. getting in touch with other breeders and finding other dogs. So I ended up with two more females and then just went adding uh, to my program or just decided, oh, maybe we could do something and just, um, just, uh, you know, just come up, just breed dogs and have more dogs and just have them and just love them. And that was the, ba- the basic idea of this. But then as I started getting other dogs, I, I, I just started noticing the phenotypes. And so I started doing, well, I probably could start thinking about having a line of these dogs Mm-hmm. And, and immediately it struck me. I mean, we need to have a little bit more uniformity with the dogs and just, you know, kind of like fix the look because you have, I saw different uh, dogos, you know, some were taller, some were uh, heavier dogs, bullier dogs, and some were big bone, but really, uh, uh, how would I say, uh, uh, just muscle, just real. If, if I were to compare them with boxing, with the bo- boxing weights, I would say you had really heavy dogs, heavyweight dogs, and then mm-hmm. you had like like midweight dogs. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so we have different dogs here. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna, in my naive naivete, <laughs> just I'm gonna like fix the line. It, it's not that yeah. simple. It's, it, I mean, it, it's a lot of work. It, it takes time and patience. And really, it gets to a point where you really need to know what you're doing. But that was my goal and the hobby. And so I just decided, yeah, I'm going to get more dogs and just try to do that. You know, just breed. And, and we don't breed all the time, as I say, but that's our goal. Just 
try to fix uh, or get a uh, the dog to a point where we can have something that we can okay this is our dog this is the dog we have this is you know mm-hmm. our line and that's, that's our goal in, in, in this that's why we're into this and my family of course they have been really supportive i mean they just mm-hmm. indulge with <laughs> this craziness of mine so yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he's, he's here with me so so what uh, standard are you looking for? What do you think is the, the, the right standard for the Guatemalan Dogo? That's a good, that's a good question because it's a, this breed, the Guatemalan Dogo, is a breed that is over 100 years old. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a breed that just interestingly started as, um, as a... Uh, it, 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 it's a breed that a breed that was formed naturally. It, it was uh, it was formed naturally, and I'm guessing, you know, Americans came over, British came over, and they brought their dogs with them. Mm-hmm. You know, dogs that were uh, from here. So, um, with time, uh, uh, some uh, there's a family called the the Galusers and the Gerardis. They had they probably had the, they were the ones that had the the white english terrier or bull terrier and they also had dalmatians and the old type boxers so from what i've heard and, and there's this is not documented but it's common knowledge among guatemalan dogo breeders is that these dogs naturally form and um these two families the girardis and the galusers had at one point ending of last century they had or beginning of last century they already had that dog i mean they did not document how they did it but you know you had this white english terrier but different than the original white english terrier so they're also i've known they have pictures of these dogs in the uh you know in, in the bull rings and and that's that's where you found the dogs so mm-hmm. they were sent Good guardians and and uh, and etc. etc. So it's an it's an old breed and 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 with time, you know, folks added uh, different dogs. Probably the modern boxers. I've heard and and I'll probably get beaten up if somebody watches this interview <laughs> for saying this. But I know for a fact that there's brought in at one point maybe eight generations ago American American Bulldog okay just one American Bulldog and mixed it with what they had and so you had uh, and just one and I think it was with four or five females and I don't know what happened afterwards but they stopped doing it but then you know it's a young breed that has been you know finding its way you know so you have really big dogs and you have the older dogs the pictures that I've seen of older dogs are really not so uh, bully dogs. They, they really look more like a boxer mixed with a Dalmatian. And so they had that type, that type of dog. So if you ask my opinion, at one point when I saw the first dog I had, it was really a short dog, kind of bullier dog. And uh, at one point I said, well, this is really a nice dog. And really looked, I've sent pictures to folks that know about dogs and know about uh, that type of dogs, and they say, look, it looks like a, like a, like an American bulldog before 
they started adding all this mass to these dogs. So people that know the history of that type of dog. So I'm like, wow, interesting. So at one point I was interested in having a big dog, a big bullier dog, but after having different lines of the dog, of the, of the breed, I've kind of come to the idea, I kind of fell in love with a medium-sized dog, like a really athletic dog that can do everything, can do a lot of things. And so that's what I'm looking for. Not a big dog, not a small dog, but just a medium type dog. That because the standard says it's a medium sized dog, and um, and that's what we're trying to look at the standard and just follow it and just. Uh, uh, um, of course, that's why the standard is there for, and, and we're trying to look for a medium sized dog. I'm not really interested in, in a huge dog, just a medium sized dog, an athletic dog, a, a dog that can do anything you, you set him up for so that's pretty much what we're what we're looking for yeah. as when when you mention it i mean the dog is a i have i mean i'm sorry for that's around here but we really do not have to visit <laughs> uh, so they're really healthy dogs and so um i'm guessing is because uh, we haven't been eager to you know just add certain things or exaggerations yeah. so that's the dog is still the way it is and so um, that's 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 what i like about the dog and that as i as i was telling you before i fell in I, there were other breeds that i was interested in just you know for my family but then i happened to come in contact with these other breeds breeds and and just saw health issues that mean that were there and that, that come naturally with the dogs. And so I just noticed that our dogs just really, they don't get sick. Just when you, we got in touch, I was just excited. I, I just called these other breeders. Look, guys, I'm probably not the right guy to do this, but, you know, there's going to be this interview. And, and they were all excited. It's in English also. You handle it. <laughs> so, um, but, I mean, I'm, there are a lot of breeders out there or a few breeders out there that really want to do things the right way. And uh, there, there's this new generation of us that are interested in promoting the breed and getting, because it is a nice dog. It is a great dog. I mean, I'm not, it's not because I'm, I don't want to sound biased because I, I have that breed, but it, it is a great dog. I mean, it's a family dog. You can, you can it's just a, a, a dog that would love family, uh, just want to be wherever the family is. And then you have the dog that will take care of property. It's not an aggressive, over-aggressive dog. Uh, like, it's not a dog that has overly civil aggression, but they will take care of your property. And uh, unfortunately, the, the animal aggression side, that that's a little bit of a problem because they will, uh, uh, I mean, it's a working dog. So they will, you have to be careful if you have over two, three dogs, you have to be, um, especially with same-sex dogs, I mean, you have to, I, I cannot have two males together, so I just have them, they're, they're separated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some females won't get along, uh, mm-hmm. females tend to get along more, but some won't get along. And once they, you know, you just have to be careful and just take those measures and be a responsible uh, owner and, and just know your dog. And if you have mm-hmm. other animals, uh, cats or smaller dogs, I would not recommend that. According to my experience, I would not have uh, my, even if you breed, if you raise them together, I've had uh, my first dog, we had some rabbits and, and 
he, the first year he was okay with them. All of a sudden, a year after, he just he just got interested in them, and he just was just you know just waiting for the chance to get a hold of them, and uh, mm -hmm. so we had to take measures and, and separate them separate them from him. So it, it has a high prey drive, mm -hmm. high prey drive, but I mean, but they're obedient. So I have had issues with my dogs in the sense that um, I mean they'll listen to your voice. I mean. It's not that I've trained them to do so. I'm not a train a dog trainer, but they they'll just listen to you. But if they get a chance to exercise what they were bred for, or or exercise their nature, if that makes sense, I mean they'll do it. They'll they'll. I mean, I, I don't know of folks that use their dogs for hunting or for, uh, but I'm sure uh, that's just a fact. I'm sure that. If you taught your dogs, t took your dogs hunting, your dogos, they'll handle business. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a, um, uh, how, how do you call it, a small uh, game or big game, I I'm sure they can, they have the weight, they have the agility, they have the strength to do so. I don't know of anyone that does it, but uh, I know my dogs, have, you know, I've, I've been with them for a while and I understand that that's something they can do. Um, just, mm -hmm. we would have to find that out. But I'm, I, I'm not a hunter, so I don't, not interested in doing so. But I'm sure that I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they have, they're strong dogs, and they can, they can, they have the energy to do so and the prey drive to do so. Yeah, yeah. Because once again, the the breed isn't even known here in Guatemala. Okay. So, okay. But, but it, it is known. But in cer certain uh, circles, uh, what what I mean by that is that, that you have breeders that have been with the dog for 30, 40 years. And I've, uh, I, I'm not one of them, but you have these breeders that just had, have, they've, they've had their dogs for so long, and it's just them that have their dogs. And, mm -hmm. and we're aware, and I understand now the, the local club, as it's a new breed, relatively new breed, they've been very careful, and this is something that I didn't realize before, but they have been very careful to um, keep the dog safe from getting into the wrong hands. Mm -hmm. Because it's a dog that we know for a fact that certain people, uh, we do not agree on this, but certain people have bought their dogs. So, so, Back in the 80s, I've heard. I haven't heard about that recently, but mm -hmm. people, because it's a dog that will excel at that. Mm -hmm. it's, a dog, it's a dog that will do that. So the, the, the club has been... Now I understand why they don't promote the breed that much. Because they want to, you know, they want to, like, uh, make sure that the owners of, the, of these dogs are responsible owners and owners that will not engage in that sort of activities. Those are uh, those activities. So they've been very careful about that. S having said that, I mean, there's a group of us of new breeders that are also interested in getting the dog known because it's an awesome dog. I mean, it's a family dog. It's a dog that, that I cannot see restrictions for owning these dogs. I mean, space, they can adapt to small space. They can adapt to big space. They, they're awesome with children, with family. They'll take your property. 
And so it's, it's a really nice dog. But so uh, there's a group of us that are interested in getting the dog to be known. And uh, and uh, having said that, I understand both sides. But you have folks that have owned dogs for many years. I just met a breeder a couple of months ago, and he's he, he owned the first champion that was showed. Uh, and when they start showing these dogs, so they, I mean, these guys just love their dogs, and they're not interested in in just over uh, overselling the dogs because that doesn't happen here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a dog that uh, that you is a popular dog, especially in the city. Uh, the folks prefer smaller dogs, right, which is fine. I understand that. So it's it's, it's other than space, is, is a dog that anyone can have. But you have breeders are really careful. They don't breed all the time. And that's what I've gotten to understand. We have to be very careful. And really, now we're really picky about who, where dogs go, what kind of families will take in the dogs. Make sure that these families are just going to love the dog and just keep them safe and keep them protected. And that's something we worry about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's not a as, sorry. Sorry to go back, but as it's not a dog that folks have used to hunting because it's not a, hunting is not a big thing down here. Okay. Uh, and so it's not a dog that has been used for uh, or for useful activities or for activities such as you know what the dogo was uh, dog Argentina was promoted for. Uh, that doesn't happen down here, but. So that's that's why uh, not many people that will work their dogs have heard about it. But it's a dog that can handle business, as I'm as I said before. Yeah, but not so popular. Yeah, and you know, for me, I it's I really respect that they take efforts to 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 curb the negative things like the dog fighting and and any kind of illegal hunting or whatever, but. I, uh, you know, I'm completely against that, but I also recognize a dog's lineage, you know what I mean? And I pay homage to it. So I look at, like, you know, our ancestry, I pay homage to my ancestors, even though I may not agree with everything that they did or, or, or agree with what happened to them or whatever, but, um, you know, the, the, I always assumed just by looking at it and the little things that I've read that that was probably one of the main functions when it was first bred was to to use them for for sport. You know what I mean? Uh, I, and I could be wrong, but um, I just know the heritage is like with the English bringing their dogs over. They had a long line of pit dogs, you know what I mean? And and I just assume that's probably where they got their start. Definitely, definitely. And it was, this is a, fun, not a funny anecdote. It's just, I, I just walk my dogs without a leash, without a lead. I mean, I just take four or five dogs with me and just walk them every day. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's interesting, uh, nearby where I live, there's a farm that they have some cows. It's funny how they look at the cows. <laughs> it just start like, you know, look at that. <laughs> so, so you know that their, their ancestry, as you said, they were used for definitely. They're, they're the descendants, the right descendants, I would say this, from those dogs used for bull baiting and, 
those mm-hmm. forces. And and uh, we're not against the history. It's just it is what it is, right? And and so we're, yeah. as you said, and having said that, they really t- uh, the ancient breeders really took care into what kind of dogs they were breeding, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and they you know managed to come up with these great dogs. I mean <laughs> that's what they are. I mean they're just great dogs and. and they don't do only that. They can do many things, many uh, useful things and constructive things with these right. dogs. So that's but that's why they're awesome. But they have that history in them. So that's really yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the and they're recognized by the local Guatemalan um, uh, Canine Association, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're recognized since the standard was written in the seventies, early nineteen seventy-two, to be exact. And so it's there have been efforts to get the breed known outside of Guatemala. We know of of dogs that have gone out of Guatemala, especially the states. We have I don't I don't have direct contact with them, but we know that some dogs have gone to the states, Costa Rica, and all over Central America. And uh, there's been this effort to. Uh, recognize the dog uh, with the SCI, which is the, you know, the Sinologic International, whatever it said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's French. <laughs> uh, so there have been efforts. Uh, the a person that wrote the standard, I have to talk about him a little bit. He, the, the, he was a veterinarian, Dr. Arturo Chavez. He was the one that wrote the standard. Uh, along with other breeders, they, they wrote the standard. But this generation of, of, of breeders, they, they passed away recently. They've been passing away. And so they, they were the ones that were really into the dogs, really understood what kind of dog the Guatemalan Dogo was. And they were the ones that were promoting the dog. But unfortunately, their efforts have been, you know, uh, paused, I would say that, paused for a while as they, you know, they passed away. And But they, they did a... a uh, a good job defining the standard and uh, and and setting just the the setting the standard so the rest of us can can uh, stand on their shoulders basically mm-hmm. so uh, that that's what is going on with this dog right now they have been mm-hmm. efforts also I know for a fact uh, or a close relationship with the ABKC so okay. hopefully Hopefully soon, uh, the ABKC, I mean, they're aware of the dog right now, and hopefully, I mean, they will uh, eventually come to recognize our breed, and, um, but that's pretty much how it stands right now, yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was was just going to say sorry, I was, um, no, I'm not a huge American Bully fan, but... I really like how the ABKC is uh, uh, kind of bringing in these different breeds and giving uh, certain breeds a home where other other organizations aren't. So, and it's a good start, you know, because that it could be a good start for them being recognized in the SCI or, uh, sometime. So, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I, I don't show dogs. Uh, I, probably once I took my one of my dogs show I'm not a big on show and um, 
But but I think that's also very important. I mean, what these, I mean, ABKC or FCI or AKC, whatever, uh, they're good venues. I mean, we, we need to show our dogs to see what's happening out there just to understand a little bit more about the dogs. And um, so I think, uh, yeah, for our breed is, is just, we have two goals. I mean, uh, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I have two goals right now with the, with, with Guatemalan Dogos is, uh, really just fix a little bit more this, the dog. Just, just get one, uh, a consistent look. That was the word I was looking for before. Mm-hmm. Be a little bit more consistent. And then after, you know, achieving consistency, that will take a while. Um, I'm guessing whenever we get there, we'll get there, but, uh, we're looking for consistency and also we're looking, um, for that, you know, just for people to know, there's a Guatemalan dog. I mean, around there, and that is a great dog that, that families can have, and and uh, th- those are two goals: consistency, and then getting the dog uh, recognized. But sometimes it's hard to to uh, promote a dog that is, you know, is, our dog is not scattered, but we need to fight, fight for consistency. That's what we're that's what we're talking about now with. Uh, you know, with these breeders, we get together and we talk about it, and uh, we understand that the goal is consistency, and that, that's what we're seeking. I'm, with that, I'm not saying that our there is a breed and the breed exists, and and the dogs are breeding to a type, but we can, we can also find a little bit more consistency in our breed. Just I'm just saying that. But mm-hmm. other other than that, that's those are two goals that we have in a short term. I would say. Yeah. And could you um, talk about the the written standards of the the Guatemalan uh, Kennel Club? What what uh, what is the standards as far as the height, the weight, and all of that? Yeah, um, the the height for the our dogs that feed females are supposed to be. Let me just think. I'm I'm trying to think in in inches right now. Just. <laughs> Just to adapt a little bit. A female, females and centimeters. So let me check that a little bit. Also, I have my notes here. I'm just gonna go straight yeah, to yeah. notes. All numbers. Yeah. Okay, I have it here in inches and centimeters. So uh, height at the withers should be um, 21 to 24 inches for females. For males, sorry, and for Females from 20 to 23 inches. Those okay. that's height to the withers. So um, this is a medium-sized dog, mm-hmm. and the weight mm-hmm. would be males 88 pounds to 99 pounds, 100 pounds, 99 pounds, and females is from 77 pounds to 88 pounds. So okay. uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the head. We don't have a size for the head, but these are the proportions that they're talking about that the the width has to be has uh, the width is more important than the length so the dog's head has to be wider than it is longer or the muzzle as well and the dog also its body also has to be longer than is it taller at least a 10 percent longer than is it taller so that's basically it if you talk about numbers uh, those are the only numbers that appear in the standard we don't have a head size 
as I say, I've been noticing that the all really old dogs, dogs from the 70s, were really lighter dogs. Mm-hmm. Then in the 80s, you really had these heavy dogs, really bullier looking dogs. And then right now, uh, to this date, I've seen, you know, I've seen just medium sized dogs, but I've seen really light dogs, like big bone, but light print. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but as I was telling you, my focus is on taking note in the dogs that they have to be longer than they are taller. That's my focus. Mm-hmm. And really muscular dogs. They have to be muscular dogs. And and those, as I say, those are, that's a summary of the standard. Here, I don't, here people still, the ears are supposed to uh, uh, fall down, but some people still crop ears and uh, dog the tail. So it's really still a popular thing down here. I, I I prefer not to. I just keep the dogs, you know, have their have keep them natural. That's how we 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 like them. And um, and uh, so other than that, the, the dog has to be also completely white in the body. Can have markings on the on the from the neck above. And if the dog has markings, which is common. In, in, in the white dogs, that they'll have markings, especially in the base of the tail or in certain parts of their body. That's it's not a fault, but it's a cosmetic fault. If you show a dog, it won't be appreciated. I have a, I have a dog with, with with the mark in the base of her tail, and she's an she's she's an awesome dog. So uh, so, but if you show your dog, that's going to be a fault, and so uh, they'll prefer a dog with with markings on on the head. Any color, and, and uh, but not under the neck. Mm-hmm. It's a cosmetic fault, and that's basically the standard. I don't know. Is I'm just summarizing so much information yeah. here, but no, that's perfect. That's, that's is that what what you want to work towards? Is that kind of standard with your program, or is there yeah, something I, else I, you're having? I do not have the right to change a standard that I did not come up with. <laughs> and so I'll, I've, I've learned to come with ter- to terms with the dog. As I, once I, when I started with the dog, I was, uh, this dog could be heavier, could be bigger. It could look like a, like X or Y or Z dog. But then I decided this is a doggo. This is what it is. <laughs> so I, I just fell in love with the dog, as I said. So I'm, I'm looking for, to work breeding towards the standard the only thing i would remove from the standard from the as it is right now is the markings because i've read a little bit about about genetics and how the the markings and white dogs happen and it's interesting i mean that it's part of what the dog is i mean those marks are not a fault or a genetic genetic fault it's just that the way that gene behaves so eventually, uh, those markings will show up in the body. So I would, I would not uh, uh, penalize that. I was just, you know, that's how it is. That's how they're breeding, and it's, it's not a fault. And so I would, that was the, that would be the only thing that I, I would change from the standard. If you ask my humble opinion, I'm not, I'm not, I should not even have said that because if it's there in the standard, I mean, uh, these guys that. 
put the standard together were sole technicians and veterinarians. For some reason, they put it there. But my research has showed me that, I mean, that's not a problem. So having said that, I wouldn't change anything else. And also, maybe a little bit, the bite of the dog, I did not mention that before. And this is the thing with the dog. I've read the history of these dogs and prognatism, what do you say in English? Undershot? Underbite? Underbite is present in our dogs. And so the standard says that the dogs can have scissor bite or underbite. They're both accepted. And as I was saying before, like if you show your dog, the scissor bite will be the one that is preferred. They prefer the scissor bite. And the undershot is thrown upon. But then again, I have a couple of dogs, four dogs that have scissor bite and four with an undershot. And they both have a good bite. I mean, I do not understand the problem of a scissor bite. If it's extreme, I understand that. But other than that, I mean, I think they're just, I mean, they're fine either or. I do not have a preference on that. But they will prefer, or breeders and people that show their dogs will prefer a scissor bite. And most people, they will look for that. Personally, I don't have a problem with either or. It's not that I don't have standards, but I think as long as they work perfectly, I mean, they're healthy, that's fine by me. These guys were veterinarians. I'm sure they knew what they were doing. And they had really, they wanted to add more bone, a little bit more head size to the dog. So it was really specific what they wanted to add to it. So, and they achieved that. And the way they, if you look at the old pedigrees, I have one or two of my dogs are fifth generation of that, when those breedings happen. And they exactly, and you can see the pedigrees. Now that I'm learning a little bit about it, it's how they really line bred and they outcrossed and they did what they were doing. So, I don't know if, as I see the dog, considering our context, I have a little bit of space here where I live, so I can have a couple of dogs, but considering the context, a medium-sized dog, that's pretty much what people will need around here. A big dog has other issues with them, and so I would not add size to it, would not make it smaller either, or more compact. I think the standard is pretty much, gives you, like, weight-wise, it gives you, like, with males, 10, 15 pounds to play with, or with females, 10 pounds. So, I mean, 10 pounds is a great difference. So, if you want a lighter, you have 10 pounds, and it's still within the standard. So, yeah. And temperament-wise, I think it's a balanced dog. It's not, I mean, I just worry about other dogs. I just worry about just having a balanced dog. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
just making sure that when I walk my dogs, there are no other animals around and just be careful with that. And other than that is, and the dog will react. If I call them back, uh, they'll come back. They'll just, okay, I'm not going to do that. But if, if something happens fast, if another animal was to appear around there and just another dog, dog would attack my dog, they, they would defend themselves. So, so I really have to be careful with that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. wise is it like with people, folks? I mean, I mean, it's a dog that will you look at it and you respect it, but then people realize, oh, they're not even paying attention to me when you know, and so they're like, oh, mm -hmm. your dog bite, just just let him be, and and mm -hmm. and it's a dog will have that effect on people. They'll respect it, but it's not a dog that you have that you'll have issues with, except for those two females I told you about. I have to. I, I have to t uh, be careful when I take them out and walk mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's Otherwise. Well, that's good that they'll protect you and then you, you, got, you got variety. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you didn't have that much time for exercise, it's a dog that can stay put. I mean, when they're younger, you'll get, you know, this high energy. And, um, and of course they can be the, like any dog. I don't, this is not something specific to the dogo, but if, if a dog is bored, he'll just handle business. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's taking himself. So, um, other than that, uh, uh, their the requirements for exercise are like, I mean, you can get them used to anything, uh, so, but, but I've seen, I have a couple of dogs that really need, they need that time that I need to, they look at you like, what time are we going out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need to go, this is our time. So they'll get that time. Uh, but not all of them really are interested in leaving the property. That's another thing that I found with years I've noticed that not all dogs are keen to go outside. Mm -hmm. uh, like they just, they're, they're happy here, and so some dogs I have to force them out to walk. <laughs> so I just look, we're gonna, so as they see all of them are, when the rest of the dogs are leaving, they're like, okay, I'm coming. So mm -hmm. I have those dogs as well. So um, once they're out, they just have fun. But um, it's a really territorial dog, and so they appreciate their house. They they they, they appreciate being uh, in their space assigned to them, and they're happy there. But I mean, uh, most of my dogs will enjoy a good walk. I walk yeah. them like three hours, two, two hours, sorry, two hours in the morning, sometimes at night. But they, they really appreciate that. Really mm -hmm. appreciate. It. So, so other than that, spaces, space is not an issue. I would say um, they'll be if they have space to run, they'll be happy. But uh, and this is another thing. I don't. I do not keep my dogs. We have a couple of kennels, but but we basically don't use them. I mean, we just let them be. Uh, that's how we we mm -hmm. we have our. We do not. Uh, I understand why that is done, but we don't. We just let them be. They're outside in the yard. Just come inside the house. They go outside the house. They're just. That's how we we treat our dogs. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they're they're really well behaved, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've yeah. tried them. I, I use a flirt pole to. You know, play with the dogs, and if you don't stop with the flirt pole, I mean they can just go on. And so, you, okay. you know, I mean, 
So you really have to like, okay, we're done, because they'll, they'll want to continue playing, mm-hmm. playing with the ball, and I'll do it for twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes, you know, just you know, really at a high pace, and they'll just they'll just continue until mm-hmm. they drop. What kind of diet do you feed your dogs? What kind of foods? Oh, good, good question. We we do it. We we've done it twice. We I've switched back and forth. I've, right now, I'm doing a raw diet. That, that's what we try to do, and um, it's not an easy thing here. It's not a. I, I did not know anyone, or a few people probably. Um, oh yeah, as a matter of fact, the the a breeder that's um, sold me one of his a female dogo. He's a he's a butcher, so he does. I mean, he he give the the leftovers to his dogs. That's how he feeds them. Uh, so I, I I read about you know all these uh, about these diets barf and uh, prey prey model and so I I thought it was interesting, but it's not a it's not an easy thing to do down here. So but um, I just recently maybe. Six months ago, I switched back to to raw diet. So we'll we'll, we'll do that, and so we'll go to the uh, butchers and just look. Can you save this and this and that? And mm-hmm. so they'll just do that. And uh, so we'll do fish sometimes. We'll we'll do our best to, to feed our dogs. Uh, so but we use a raw diet. We've used um, um, uh, kibble. Uh, we've we've done that before. It's easier, practical. And I must say this, I, I I kind of, not lied, but I just kind of, like, didn't say exactly. I had problem with skin allergies. Yeah. Um, with mm-hmm. using certain kibble. And uh, the kibble mm-hmm. that I use, uh, I found one that did not cause much allergies. I'm not blaming that. I shouldn't even say, okay. Yeah, but uh, kibble, uh, my experience with kibble has been, I have to, like, really look for one that will yeah. not cause allergies, and I'm, uh, I've had I've had them. I've I've used like a wide range of dog food, mm-hmm. and, and I've experienced that at least one of the dogs will present uh, some sort of rashes or mm-hmm. uh, rashes. After use, I've, I've used rod rod eye twice, and I. Then all those rashes just disappear, and yeah. kind of say, I'm. It may seem that I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, just um, disregard dog food. Uh, I'm not doing that. I, I'm. I'm just talking based on my experience, and uh, that's what I'll. I'll try to feed my dogs. So, but yeah. I've done both, and yeah. as a matter of fact, kibble will give a like a faster result if you want to see a, a weight mm-hmm. result. Want to see? I mean, kibble will do that. So, uh, with uh, raw feeding, is just to take. I think it, uh, uh, it gives you a different result. But with my dogs, I, I, they seem to be healthy, happier with what they eat now, and mm-hmm. and just a lot of energy. And so, I like that. I like mm-hmm. how they look. That's what we do down here. Yeah. And and, and you probably noticed a difference in their waist, right? Their People say that you know the 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 feces is a lot easier to to, to manage when it's a raw diet. Oh, sir, yeah. I if I if I forget miss a spot, you know, I just go pick it up 
whenever, you know, twice a day. And if I just had to go out, I just couldn't take care of that. You just come two days after or just come to realize two days after it's gone. It's just dust. So wow. that, that was, that's something I, I really appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, changing that. It's just the, the smell is different. I'm barely, I mean, you can barely smell it. And, and that's my, I would say that definitely. That was a, <laughs> that was something, something I really appreciate. I'm the one that, or some of the kids when they have to pick it up, they're like, oh, dad, come on. And when with the kibble now, they're like, okay, whatever. And just scoop it up really uh-huh. smaller. And so it's, I haven't had, in six months, I haven't had a diarrhea problem with my dogs. Yeah. I haven't, I have not had that problem with my dogs. So I'm, I'm just happy with doing that. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, can you, uh, kind of talk about your morning and evening routines with your dogs? What do you do when you first get up and what do you do when you, when you put them, put them down for the night? Uh, uh, for night, you know, this is, uh, basic routine we don't have uh, like much to do one thing I, I read somewhere i don't know exactly where but um i i do have routines but i'll kind of switch them up a little bit mm-hmm. as they get used to um my my work requires me to you know travel sometimes sometimes i'm here all the time sometimes i'm really not here so uh, having routines is is not ideal for for dogs but a, a regular routine would be um like you get up in the morning uh, I don't feed them breakfast early, take them for a walk. So maybe an hour, an hour, over an hour maybe. Uh, have a walk, just let them run around. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get back and we'll feed them breakfast, which could be from 7 a.m. or it could be at 9 to 10 a.m. So that would, that we won't, I'll uh, almost never do the same, uh, mm-hmm. feed at the same time. And then, or the walk, I'll switch to noon from here. So that's pretty much it. And then at night, I'll take another walk with them, uh, another half an hour, 45 minutes. And and then we'll feed uh, the puppies. Because the the dogs, the big dogs will usually eat one, the adult will, dogs will eat once a day. So we'll do it in the morning or mid-morning or noon. The puppies will have another meal at night. So we'll we'll do that. Sometimes with the adult dogs, we feed uh, half of what there was half of their meal in the morning, half of their meal at night. So we really don't have even by days. We just we just make sure that they're well fed, and, and thank God we haven't had problems with with having no routine. That if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's worked so far with us. We're really I'm careful with the puppies. Puppies. Uh, when I've had puppies, we're really careful with them. We make sure they have food like three times a day. I've, I've, I tried at one, with one, with one litter, I tried just having food all the time there, but I did not like that system. So mm-hmm. uh, just having food there sitting there, I just really don't like that. So I just pick it up. I, 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 like to train them, it's, or to get their attention, it's just best if they, have to get the food from us mm-hmm. so i i really prefer that and and just remove their food but with puppies we'll we'll, we'll make sure that they're not hungry we'll just feed them whenever they need uh, three mm-hmm. four times a day awesome. and then we just go reducing 
eventually till we get to one feeding a day. So that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> about showing, I've been, I've been really, yeah, not reluctant. It's just I'm not used to doing that. I, 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 where I come from, we didn't have dog shows. I, I, I'm, I'm more attracted of, I don't know, what's the word in English? Just to have a, a test the dogs. Uh, just to see how much I can run. I, I, I'm like weight pulling. I, I probably would be more interested in that. Just mm-hmm. really objective stuff that I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that what goes on in, in confirmation shows are important for the breeds of all breeds. It's just that for me, uh, uh, it's not it's not so objective to me. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, to me, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm wrong. I, I, I'm sure there's a science behind it and all these um, judges know exactly what they're seeing in a dog and I just can't see what they're seeing. So I have, I have not been interested in, in, uh, in showing dogs. But then again, with the breeders that we've been, uh, we have a close relationship with that you need to show your dogs. You cannot keep, you need, that's part of uh, what, what uh, Dog ownership is about. You need to show your dog. So we're thinking about doing that. Uh, and the next show is in February, so we're planning on attending. And so we're working with a with a four. He's five. He's in five months. A five months old puppy right now. And just we just kind of like working with him right now. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as for breedings, we do have a lot of work to do yet because we have, as I told you, basically all the lines. Or at least two lines I'm missing, but all the lines that I've seen of the Togo, um, I think they're in our yard. I would, I mean, they're definitely in our yard. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we have samples of all the of all the different Dogos that mm-hmm. not different, but, uh, you know, we have samples except for two. So, having said that, we would like to really work on, uh, on, uh, on uh, just you know, uh, uh, what's the word I was using before? Standardizing or kind of mm-hmm. uh, get that look. Mm-hmm. And so we have a breeding plan that, according to our estimation, is going to take six to seven years. Mm-hmm. When we're definitely just going to have, you know. Uh, if, if, if all goes well, we would like to like think that in six or seven years we're gonna be done with, you know, we're just gonna have this fixed type. That's that's our that's our goal. That's what mm-hmm. we're working. Through. And we have a couple of dogs that are already, you know, we're gonna get to a point where we won't need to be out, you know, doing outcrossing or or anything like that. Uh, in the meantime, when we get to a point, then we're gonna. Bringing other dogs from different, from different. But but breeding breeding is as I'm saying. We're gonna. This is part of our plan. But honestly, it's hard. I mean, I get emotionally emotionally attached to the dogs. It's hard for me to see a dog. I mean, and I cannot keep all the dogs. So that part of breeding I don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's the home for the dogs, and mm-hmm. I just just welp them and you're there with them and probably wrong <laughs> it's just probably wrong but that's how i feel about it so it's really yeah. hard <laughs> really hard for me to, to 
breed dogs and then understand that you cannot keep them and and yeah. that you need to find a good place for them. That's that's the part I I I find it hard. But now, as uh, you know, we're trying to promote the breed. We don't we do not uh, I don't recall. Uh, we're just trying to promote the breed, and so people have come look. Do you have a dog? And and so it, it's it's not that that's an easier task right now. Just finding mm-hmm. a place for dogs. That's an easier task right now. And but um, but we do. We've been talking with. With other breeders that look, you need to sit down and talk about where we're taking the breed, and so we're in that phase right now. And I'm, I understand it's not a one man's effort, and and so what we're trying to do right now is just build a community of, of, mm-hmm. of breeders of people that love the dog, and that's mm-hmm. that's a another goal we have right now. Just find people that love the dog, uh, just find people that are just willing to, you know, be patient and just. Uh, that that's what we're doing right now. That's where we're taking, the, or we aspire to take the dog right now. So okay. uh, that's it. That's it. That's pretty much it. But yeah, summarize showing in the short term. Yeah, there are great dogs out there. I've been to shows and there are great dogs out there. And and you just and not many people that have great dogs show their dogs. That's another thing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye, sir. Bye.